The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the last episode of e-commerce playbook week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been going through the playbook to help you grow your e-commerce brand using the best of today's landscape. With us this week has been Devrin Carlson-Smith, who's the Chief Strategy Officer at Finch, which empowers e-commerce companies to grow revenue and reach through access to their strategic services and advertising management platform. Finch helps e-commerce company clients define their business goals, automate their spend across channels, optimize campaigns at a granular level, and access actionable cross-platform reports to drive growth and revenue across Google, Microsoft, Amazon, DSPs, and Facebook. They are also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, so we're excited to have them as our guests today. And here's the last installment of e-commerce playbook week where Deborah and I talk about some predictions that he has for the future of e-commerce. All right, here's the last installment of e-commerce playbook week with Deborah Carlson Smith from Finch. Deborah, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of our e-commerce playbook week. Thank you, Ben. It's been a great week. I really enjoyed talking with you. I've had a great time. I'm excited about hearing what your predictions are for e-commerce. For anybody that missed the first couple episodes of this week, we've walked through what the landscape is, how to create a growth strategy, walk through some practical tactics. And yesterday we talked about the MarTech stack you need to build to drive e-commerce success. And really it comes down to you have to be able to import your data, put it all in the same place, normalize it, understand what's happening with multiple campaigns at the same time over a meaningful long period of time. But then you also need to build in some workflows and automations to make sure that the data and insights you're getting from your data actually helps you grow the bottom line. So Devin, as we start thinking about the future of e-commerce, we've made this transition from will people buy online to virtually everything is purchased online. And that has created this utter chaos in terms of the level of complexity for marketers where there's so many campaigns and so many options and so much data all coming to us at once. Do the systems and tools start to get richer and understand what our data means and gets easier for marketers? Is there, Are we still going to see complexity? What does the future hold for e-commerce marketers? So I think there's two themes that are kind of my predictions going forward. The first of which is a philosophical theme. 
And I think marketers are becoming independent thinkers to the point where they're decoupling themselves from exactly what's being told and how they should spend their money online. So I think they've been doing this and they're getting to a point where the inflection has commanded more independence and their more ability to, I guess, move aside from some of the marketplaces themselves. And by that, I mean that I do think that the change is going to be moving away from this idea of just running campaigns and trying to optimize forever. I think people are going to start looking a little bit broader and recognizing that to grow brand equity, to grow sales, to grow a customer base, to get return customers coming back, it's going to take a little bit more than this knee-jerk transactional kind of mindset. And I think that's going to require that brands then step up and say, well, if I move away from this transactional mindset into something that's more of a longer term, 12 month horizon, well, what am I going to need? How am I going to be self-sufficient to be able to grow the business in a way that is going to take the best of what's out there, but do it on my terms and do it in a way that makes it transparent, that gives me control and allows me to grow based on my business KPIs. I think that's the first philosophical change that we're going to see. So I understand the mindset of hopefully marketers are less being pawns and just trying to run the buy my way into e-commerce success playbook. Does that mean that we're moving more towards a content strategy? Does it just mean we're getting smarter with our channel allocation? What is the outcome of, let's call it marketing independence day? Yeah. If I were thinking about what marketing independence looks like, I think it would involve a healthy balance between as much of their brand equity growing strategies that are necessary. So that's their content, anything to do with the terms online that people search for, their ability to be in a haloed environment around their competitors and still stand out. I think none of that's going away. In fact, it's going to get stronger. People are going to realize that the landscape inside of digital is even more competitive than just going out and buying your way and getting audiences to convert, right? People are looking for loyalty. They're looking for ethos. They're looking for sustainability in some of the products that they buy. And so I think a brand's challenge is to balance all of those pieces and it will continue over time. I do think that the paid piece remains paramount importance. It is the number one lever that brands have to move their e-commerce needle. It's the number one lever they have to be able to drive top, middle, and lower funnel down to conversion, and then through a CDP, through lifetime value. That is not going away. If you are an independent brand, and if you are making that claim that I'm going to build an in-house team, and I'm going to find the resources, and I'm going to train them, and I'm going to bring in the best parts of my creative agencies, and I'm going to find the best channels that align with the way my customers find, discover, and buy from me, then you're going to need some help and some tools to be able to do this independently. And this is a software package that we think somewhere is either going to be something that they build themselves, or they're going to partner with somebody that actually can address these specific pain points through the lens of the brand themselves. So there's going to be a technology solution here, whether it's something that's acquired or something that's built in-house that's going to help marketers better understand their channel allocation as you start to think about some of the consumer behavior shifts that might be happening, I mentioned that we've seen an increased adoption in e-commerce and specifically over the last year because of the coronavirus, because of the pandemic, we saw this phenomenal 44% shift in e-commerce. Should we expect that growth to continue? Is e-commerce still going to be a growing landscape? And what do you expect consumer behavior to look like over the next 10 years? 
I think we're going to see it pull back from that 44%, I mean, staggering growth. And we all know why, right? You couldn't leave the house, so you're buying. But I think that's actually pushed the boundaries both on the product types that you buy and also the audience segments that traditionally were on the fringes, right? Older generations maybe didn't feel so comfortable putting their credit card out there, maybe didn't know what they could buy or were really locked into a certain set of products are now doing things like ordering their medicine refills, or they're going through and buying products that they normally would leave to family members or caregivers. Similarly, on the younger end of the spectrum, you're seeing social commerce starting to enter into the building. You have a credit card and you have a social account, things like Instagram shops and social shops. These are thriving new businesses that young people are acknowledging, they're finding, and they're buying, not just physical goods, but in the case of other places like in the e-gaming world, and even in places like Twitch, you can buy virtual goods and donate and gift them to your friends. That is part of the e-commerce landscape. It's part of the overall spending patterns that we're seeing. And the virtualization of what's happening, I think is going to continue. Our family has an Oculus. We buy games online, but we also buy content for the games online as well. And it's not going away. Yeah, I think that there's not only the notion of sort of the e-commerce experience expanding, whether it be virtual reality, augmented reality as well. I also think that the advanced technology is going to help us as marketers understand and hopefully influence how we think about what's happening in our e-commerce business. Talk to me about the role that you think artificial intelligence is going to play as we move forward. Is it coming downstream? Is everybody that's running a Shopify and an Amazon store going to be able to get some sort of an AI tool to understand their data better? Is that still just going to be for the enterprise scale companies? I think it's yet to be determined. I'm very bullish on where machine learning, deep learning, and AI are going to take us. I think they're going to have different applications in different contexts. I previously worked on using artificial intelligence to help the hourly worker in retail service and hospitality industries, where you were using AI not to screen people, but to actually match them up with positions they knew about and ones they didn't. And that was a heavy lifting task. I think when you think about performance marketing and paid marketing in particular, there are patterns that can be deciphered by deep learning and artificial intelligence that could be valuable to a marketer. But all of this is hedged against the privacy side, which I'm very much in favor of to protect and serve those consumers who want to remain anonymous, who don't want to be tracked online, and who ultimately don't subscribe to this notion that by flagging your cookies or the next version of what cookies are going to look like, that they're okay to be marketed to at any time across any channel. I think that's going to change. Yeah, I think that that was going to be my last question for you is as we start thinking about where, when, and how we can market, do you think that there are marketing channels or mediums that are going to go away? Are there some that are going to become more advantageous for marketers? Are we still just going to be spending a ton of money on Facebook in 10 years? Is this just going to be Facebook and Google or is TikTok taking over the whole world here? Well, let's not forget the e-gaming world is coming up fast. Look, we're 20 some odd years into this event and we're about to see the next evolution. Our young people are coming through and creating new platforms and new ways to engage. And I love it. That's why I love this industry is because in the 25 years I've been doing it, it's never been the same. Every year, something new changes and happens and alters. 
And I'm optimistic that with a healthy level of skepticism, with a good level of regulation without overstepping its boundaries, with people acknowledging their own data vapor footprints and protecting that, and with brands doing the right thing by respecting people's boundaries, we can coexist in this digital world, whether it be through entertainment or shopping or content, and do it in a way that feels respectful. I'm optimistic that that will continue to go through ebbs and flows. We're going to have periods of contraction and periods of expansion. And as long as we have free access to the internet, these things are going to continue to evolve and be positive over time. Well, Deborah, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate your support, sponsorship of the podcast. And I appreciate you sharing all the insights with not only what's happening in e-commerce today, the practical tips, but also your views on what's coming down the pike. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you, Ben. It's been wonderful to be here. All right. That wraps up e-commerce playbook week on the MarTech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Devin Carlson-Smith, the chief strategy officer at Finch. If you'd like to get in touch with Devin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Devrin, D-E-V-R-I-N, or you could visit his company's website, which is finch.com, F-I-N-C-H.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.